You are listening to the Informal Investigation Podcast. This is the podcast where we investigate, experience, and share interesting finds. My name is Osher, and let's begin. purposes only. We are not responsible if you mess up. You should always do your own homework. If you try anything mentioned on this podcast, you are doing so at your own risk. The views presented on this podcast are solely those of the speakers and do not represent any affiliated or unaffiliated organizations. Today, for the first time on the Informal Investigation Podcast, we have our first guest. I'd like to introduce to you guys uh, my good friend, Summer Salim. Um, so Summer, I mean, she's being exceptionally modest. Uh, she didn't want me to give you her extensive list of credentials and accomplishments. Uh, but one thing I could say about her and the reason she's on this podcast, um, she is someone who I can easily have, um, you know, deep philosophical and controversial discussions with, and we do can do so in, in, you know, an extremely, you know, calm manner and we, it's non-offensive and, I and every time we talk, I gain a huge amount from it. Um, I learn a lot about myself, about my views. Sometimes they change, sometimes they don't. So today, guys, I'd like to introduce to you guys uh, Samar Salim. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be a part of your podcast today, Asher. It's the first time I'm ever doing anything like this. So thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. We, you know, we, we, we finally did this and we're here today. I feel like we talk about so much and it's like, you know, we can finally share with everyone else. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, so before we start, I kind of want to let our audience get to know you a little bit. Um, do you have any recommendation for our audience? This could be a book, a podcast, a favorite food, favorite drink, uh, favorite park. Um, favorite food. So I don't know. I, I live in the city of Philadelphia, big fan of the city. And my favorite food here, I know everyone hears about the cheesesteak and the pizza, but my favorite food that I've really come to love is something called a bronzino. It's a fish, and it's a really like light fish, and I love it, and I highly recommend everyone try it out. Now, everyone, I know Osher isn't a huge fish fan, but it's one of my favorite foods. Bronzino. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I never even heard of it before. It's like a, I don't know, Mediterranean sea bass kind of situation. It sounds super fancy. It's delicious, though. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> try it, guys. <laughs> So let, let's just get right into it. Um, so how did how did mansplaining find us even? How did this even come onto our radar? I mean, do you want to tell them? You want me to? So what? From what I remember, we were at a friend's home. We were invited to their home just to you know hang out, spend some time. And uh, I guess you were talking about something you had been trying to explain to someone at work. No, right. so we got into like a dating discussion, oh, okay. and I was off. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're you're almost there. So, and we were in a dating discussion, and I was trying to make the point that based on who you voted for for the president, um, should not delineate who you should or should not date. My, my, the, at least what I, the argument I was trying to make is that voting for president is a single complex binary decision. Um, and that just because you voted for one person doesn't mean that you necessarily can't get along with someone who voted for the other person. And you were explaining that point to someone on a dating app, or you were explaining that to our friend? Yes, I was explaining it to our friend's newish right. or right. subacute sub girlfriend yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, okay, so I guess I'm completely, I completely don't remember, but 
what the premise of the initial conversation was, but I, I understand that she, she, she perceived it as you trying to mansplain this topic to her of, of choice of presidential candidate. I guess I'm not even sure if it, I was she thought I was mansplaining to her or she thought I was ex- mansplaining to the entire female community of the world um, who they who they should or should not be dating. OK. Uh, um, all right. I, but I, I, I know it was something like that. I don't remember the exact words, though, because I think I was like kind of in a different world. And then we talked about this subsequently talked about this later on. Yeah. The conversation kind of got a little awkward at that point. I tried to like shimmy my way out of it. Um, probably pretty unsuccessfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the first time we're meeting her. I didn't. At least I was meeting her. You yeah, know, I didn't want it to go bad. Yeah, I think it, there were emo- some emotions running high for a second, but you know. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, by the mansplaining found us, and you know, after you know, and after after she called me a mansplainer, um, you know, obviously I, I took it pretty offensively, um, and you know. After I got out of the conversation, I got home, you know, and it was kind of late at night, but you know, I, I just started reading up on mansplaining. I was like reading different blogs online. I watched like 25 YouTube videos. Half of them were hilarious, by the way. Um, and I listened to a podcast about it. And, you know, and then after that, the next day, we actually we went, we went hiking, hiking in Valley Forge. Right. Yeah. And I, I brought it up because it was, you know, something that was bothering me. Um, you had I, done a deep dive into it. I was surprised. And it was never something that I had thought to look at. Uh, I I gleaned the definition of it through like conversation. Like I never had looked it up or anything, you know? Yeah. It was the same thing. Like I heard whispers of the word mansplaining and I wasn't even like sure what it really entailed or what it meant. Um, But yeah. And then, so we were talking about it the next day while we were hiking. um, And I felt like we really got somewhere in terms of the back and forth and how I felt about the term. And I, you know, I think we both felt that it would be interesting to see if we could put it out there and see what other people think. It was definitely interesting (laughs) to hear it from a male perspective because I, it's more like a term I think people use in jest, right? Like, I don't think anyone uses it super seriously, but you obviously took it seriously when someone said that to you. Yeah, but to be honest, I, I think there are people who use it seriously still. I mean, I understand it has like a fun connotation to it, right. like in terms of the way it like you know, really sticks. It's like a, it's it's a good supposed term. To be, I think it's supposed to be fun. Or like, that's how <clears throat> I always heard it. I never had heard anyone say it directly to someone like, oh, you're mansplaining this to me. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> How would you define mansplaining? What is mansplaining? So I think mansplaining is whenever there, so as a female in the workplace, obviously becoming, uh, being a female in the workplace, a working professional and uh, in a higher position than maybe females used to be in the past you're often kind of in this weird place where you're trying to navigate situations that have traditionally been navigated by men most of the time. And I often you feel that you already have a little bit of um, imposter syndrome as it is. And then you have men who often seem to assume that they know more than you about what you're doing. So to me, when it's someone's mansplaining something to me, it's that they're trying to explain something to me that I may either already know or can easily find out or easily figure out. And they're explaining explaining it to me in a condescending manner. And it seems like the only reason that they believe they can be condescending to me is because they're a male and I'm a female. 
Yeah. It's kind of convoluted, I guess. No, I think that's a great, ex- I think it's a great explanation. Like I, I think before the show, I was printing out some definitions and I was showing them with you. I mean, maybe you want, you want to read, read some of them. I'll read some of them. Just yeah. Well, the, my personal favorite, I'm going to read this one. Okay, I like it. this. So this <laughs> is from New York times word of the year. And it says mansplainer, a man compelled to explain or give an opinion about everything, especially to a woman he speaks often condescendingly, even if he doesn't know what he's talking about, or even if it's none of his business. Old term, old term, a bore. I a love bore. that, a bore. <laughs> like that's like Jane Austen style vocabulary. I like it. Uh, my and I, 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 for most of these words, I actually always like going to Urban Dictionary because you hear what a lot of people think. Um, their number one rated definition. Um, it says. Um, essentially, when a man as- assumes a woman, sometimes a man in parentheses, lacks knowledge in an area where she or he is known to be an expert. Interesting. Yeah. And then there's the Webster dictionary. I can't believe it's in the Webster. Bi- oh, yeah. It's, they they made it for real. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it's in most of the big dictionaries right now. Yeah. I mean, to, to explain something to a woman in a condescending way that assumes she has no knowledge of the topic. I think that one's probably the most concise and probably is closest to what I think it means. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, at least that, you know, on that fateful night, you know, I read through, <laughs> I, I read through all the, you know, all those definitions. Um, but I kind of had a little bit of a, I guess uh, probably it's a more extreme kind of view mm-hmm. on what it actually means. Okay. So this is how I, I ca- this is how at least this is what I take from it. It's a bit of a different angle from you. Um, so I think, I think of it actually as a split word. Um, I think of it as man and splain. Um, from what I was reading, the splain actually was a phrase that was in use, you know, even before the term mansplain, it seems mansplaining actually came about in like 2008. Um, this lady, uh, Rebecca Solnick, I believe, um, she wrote a book, men explain things to me. Um, yeah. And, and that book kind of inspired this term to come about. I don't think anyone knows who the person was who actually made it up. It was lore, basically. It just kind of like made its way through. Yeah, I think, I think it like crept through the blogosphere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, but the term splaining came was about before, it probably came about sometimes like 30 years before that or who knows even more. Um, so I think of it as splain as, you know, explaining something to somebody in a condescending manner. That's what that fraction of the word means. Does it? I so, think so. So the word splain is actually a word too? Yeah, I think I don't know if it's an official word, but it's at least like a, it was a saying at one point. Like, stop was splaining. it a common phrase? Um, I don't know to be honest. I just assumed the splain was kind of like an iteration of explain. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously it is, but yeah, I think that's how it started. Okay, um, and I think this is, I don't so I yeah, I'm pretty sure this okay. of this I believe and. You. And then, so there's splain, which is explaining something in a condescending way. And then there's the man part of it. Um, and the man part is saying, you're explaining to me something in a condescending way because of our, because uh, of our sexes, maybe right. because you're a man or because I'm a female or because you're a man and I'm a man or who, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of two things. It's saying you're explaining something to, to me in a condescending way because you are being sexist. That's what it's telling. That's, that's to me, that's what, I, that's how I received it at least. Okay. Okay. So, but what about. If you're a male, you can mansplain to another male. Um, well, according to was that Urban Dictionary, you can. If okay, I, I don't know. So yeah. I don't. So I, I think we start getting into pretty troublesome territory right. when we start doing these mixes and matches. It actually makes the term a lot worse because okay. you're literally like defining the other the person. Ter- yeah, you're defining this as a you're you're doing a male characteristic 
to me, whoever I am, and it's nothing to do with our sexes anymore. Okay. That's kind. Of, I don't know. I I don't know. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. But okay. okay sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I I mean, it's good that we're going here. Do you think mansplaining is a real phenomenon? Now, obviously, there are, you know, things happen. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are men who explain things in a condescending women, a condescending way to women. Um, but is it frequent enough to actually call? Is it is it a real thing? So I think I told you this. I was really trying to rack my brain for like personal experiences with this type of behavior. And I know that there have been some, but I don't think I, I'm necessarily the type of person who holds on to things like that that often. And especially if it's someone I'm not close to, because I probably wouldn't remain close to someone who would speak to me that way. Um, but it, I definitely think it is real. I've had significant others explain things to me. Um, and I think you kind of get into this territory where is there like a is there a component of um, an inferior inferiority complex for that type of situation? Um, but I definitely think it's real. I've had female colleagues, you know, give me examples of where men have explained things to them that they clearly already knew about, like whether it's sports or business or, and I don't even know if this counts as mansplaining. This might be, this might be a version of mansplaining, but almost kind of like leaving a woman out of a conversation because you just assume that she'll not be interested in that topic, even though she's clearly present at the meeting or interaction or whatever. So I don't know if that's mansplaining. I don't think so. But I do think things like this of this nature happen as a result of, you know, one person feeling superior or inferior based on their gender. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. Now, yeah, I'm, to be honest, I'm not even 100% sure my answer to this question. Um, I remember when we first talked about it, we were kind of bringing up examples like, you know, like, like at, you know, sometimes you see like at a batting cage or a bowling alley, like yeah. a man like showing him, this is how you roll the ball down this alley. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's, and this isn't like they're trying to teach them like some like crazy spin. It's like, just push the ball. It's like, oh, are you a five-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what? I don't think of that as mansplaining because it and it might it may be because that person's a female, but I think it's more because it's a an interaction where a male's trying to get to know a female in more of like a romantic way. So I don't think that they just want to put their front up against their back. Yeah, like I just don't <laughs> think that counts as what we're talking about as like officially mansplaining. I'm sure there's people who would think that yeah, that's mansplaining. Like. Uh, you know, be offended by that in that way. But I think it would almost be more offensive because of what you just said. You know, I don't know that that's offensive because it, I consider it mansplaining. I don't. Yeah, no, I would actually agree. So initially, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was meant, but I, I don't think it is. It's just part of our, you know, it's part it's of their the, friendly the mating dance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a mating dance. It's a human mating ritual. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so one other thing I want to bring up at this point was, I, I feel I do feel you know it, it probably is a phenomenon, but I feel it's way way overused, and you know since mansplaining was brought onto my radar, you know there was the pre presidential and vice presidential debates, um, and I heard a lot of like whispers. I don't know if it was from different news outlets. I don't remember exactly where. Mm -hmm. um, you know that that Pence was uh, mansplaining to Harris during the debate. Did you uh, hear that or? I didn't hear about that. I I wa 
I watched parts of the debate. I can't I definitely can't say that I watched the whole thing. You know, I don't know if I fully believe that he was mansplaining. I and I am not saying that I don't think that maybe he doesn't, you know, feel superior because he's a male or whatever. I don't know that about him, but I didn't see that. I think it I think it's a tone thing sometimes. I don't know that it's always necessarily content of what you're saying. I think it's how it's said a lot of times. And I don't know if people may have perceived him as having this tone with her, maybe patronizing. And I think I definitely think a lot of this has to do with that tone of patronizing someone, you know, almost like a child, like, Oh, well this is how you do this. Or, you know, well, in my experience, this is this and this, but I'm sure as a, I don't know, as a man, do you have a different opinion about that or? Well, I, I, so I pretty strongly believe that you should not be using the term mansplaining in the setting of a debate. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause regardless of who you're debating, you know, it's a man, a man, a woman, a woman, or who and who and who, whatever, um, you know, a, like a political debate by nature devolves into, you know, being condescending, being rude, being aggressive to some extent to the other person. I mean, is that, is that conducive to the best conversation? Probably not, but that's kind of the nature of the interaction. And to say that, to say that he's mansplaining by acting that way, I I feel like it just, it's just not, it's not fair to him at all because what, what, what's the alternative to that? Would you rather him put on his kid gloves? Would you rather him not, you know, I, I think it shows respect. Actually, it shows that he respects her as a person who can hold her own in a debate. He respects her as his equal, so he's not going to pull his punches. He's going to be as rude and as condescending as he wants to be, and you know, and and I mean, and that's just the nature of the debate. Like, and I don't know, yeah, that no, sense I, I get what you're saying, but I don't. So I don't think it has to do with exactly being rude and condescending. Because you could be rude and condescending. I could be rude and condescending to another female and you could be that way to another male. And I don't think that is what people are saying. It's not just that you're being condescending to a female because she's a female. It's the way you're saying it as if you have more experience because you're a male. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that came up in the debate like in terms of... I, I don't think I, that's... I couldn't tell you because I didn't yeah. listen to it. But And I think it's probably hard to really get a grip of what it's what it's like unless you you are a female you know unless you are a female because you you, sometimes you do feel like there are things that I know um and you do have a little bit of apprehension about speaking up because sometimes you are kind of shot down as a female like it's very difficult to explain and I kind of wish that maybe I had spoken to some like some of my other girlfriends prior to this I probably should have done that and kind of gotten their input maybe they could have explained it a little bit better but there is something about being a female um and especially if you're in like a male dominated field where you you kind of already feel like all right I'm a little bit different than anyone everyone else here they're all they've all got this thing in common and speaking up or you know putting your opinion out there is already kind of difficult And then if you're in an environment where there's men who maybe are a little bit threatened by you, the way they come off is what probably more what I would feel if someone was mansplaining something to me. It's their tone and body language. I think there's so much more that goes into it, just not just like the actual content. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And obviously being a female is one experience I've never had. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, what are the motivations behind mansplaining? So why, why would, so why would a man mansplain? Like what are the different? I don't know. I mean, this all goes based on my assumption, right? Like I don't know what I can get in someone else's brain. So, and I think that was something that you were, we were talking about where, you know, how could someone assume that I'm just saying these things because I'm a man and that person's a female. But anyways, um, oh, what was your original question? I forgot. So, so like why, why, why do men mansplain? What, what's the motivation That's behind it? Where is it, it coming from? I think it is like a little bit of a, a superiority, com- inf- inferiority complex where, it, you know, they are still trying to maintain this position in society that they've had for thousands of years of being the dominant sex. And it's kind of being, you know, the the playing field is evening out. And, you know, I think to some people it's difficult to kind of, you know, deal with that. And so I think some of that comes out when they're speaking to females. I think it's more of like an inferiority complex of not no longer being superior and kind of, you know, being at an equal level. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I definitely... Yeah, I I can definitely I can definitely see kind of a, a power thing, but you know I look I I mean at least in the way I you know picture mansplaining, and I see it, I see it a couple of different ways. I see it I could definitely see it as a like we said like you said before as like a mating ritual. Um, you know I think just there are certain situations where you know let's say you know a man wants to talk to a woman right, and the way they start the conversation is you know oh they they offer some some bit of information. Right. Right. And not only does that start the conversation, but if you guess you think about it, he's also trying to demonstrate value to the woman, meaning look at all these great thoughts and ideas that I have. I have value and you should like want me as a mate. OK, so but I think the problem with that is women these days are want someone who cares about what they think. They don't want someone who's just going to tell them all these great ideas that they have. And obviously this is a generalization. I'm sure, you know, women are multi-dimensional they have all different wants and needs but i don't think that women need that anymore they don't need a man to like demonstrate this great value because women can do things for themselves you know so they want someone who's going to be an equal partner so they don't need someone to show them how great they are in that sense they need someone who's going to show them oh i'm supportive i care about what you think i value what your opinions are it's more of a they don't want so much of a person who's saying me 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 yeah, no, and I, I think that's where the issue really becomes. Like, I think, maybe, I don't know if they're genetically, you know, this is how we've been taught to do over thousands of years. Of course. And then so we come in trying to do all this, and then, yeah. again, that's how that's how we're met. And I think, and I think that, I think this is even, I think there's another phenomenon that's going on on top of this that even complicates us even more. And that is, sometimes, you know, the, the man who's approaching the woman with his bit of knowledge um, or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. He, um, he, he's also, I mean, it does, they, they could be very well mismatched in terms of intelligence. And I think this is where a lot of mansplaining happens. I think this is why we find that it's, you know, it's a lot of more intelligent women who are experiencing this. Because if you have a, let's say, if you have some, a male of inferior intellect and then they approach a woman who is obviously has superior intellect and he's trying to demonstrate value, but clearly to her, he's not going to have that value. Right. Um, and I think at, at that point, she she feels that, he, that he's looking down on her just by him trying to give what he knows. And I think that's, that's probably the classic 
scenario for mansplaining, honestly. And, and so in that situation, clearly that gentleman is assuming that he knows these things and he's telling this woman who, why would he tell her something she doesn't, why would he tell her something she already knows, right? So he's assuming that she doesn't know what he's talking about already. And why would he assume that? There's only one reason. You know, would he speak to another male that way? Probably not. Well, it, it's possible. So one thing that happens to me, this is going to sound crazy, but just hear me out. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, <laughs> no you wash it, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, so like sometimes I'll be at an event that requires name tags, you know, whether it be at a conference or whether it be at some like singles kind of event or something. And, you know, so my name, I always just say my first name. So it says Osher. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll be approached by people men, women, doesn't matter. They'll literally walk up to me and be like, hey, do you know what your name means? And yeah, they literally, they, they want to tell me what my name means. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, what goes through my head is like, you're literally trying to tell me what my name is. I've had my name for a while now. Um, I've <laughs> no. also, I've studied biblical Hebrew for like I've 20 years. I've become comfortable with my name over the past 30 years. <laughs> but like, I don't say anything. I, I don't say that to them most of the time. You know, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, there's a person, you know, it's either they want to start a conversation with me or, you know, or they just saw my name and they have some bit of knowledge that they're so excited to share. Right. Oh, yeah. I get so, that. So, yeah, I could see that. So normally I just, let, you know, let them let them share it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of kind of talk a little bit. And I think it soon becomes apparent to them what they're doing and how ridiculous it is. But I mean, that's that's kind of the, the nature of it. And yeah, just the way it goes. And yeah, I could that? see. So you're saying that a female might come up to you at one of these, say it's a dating event and say, what you know, Asher? Do you know what your name means? And you you're assuming that that is just her a- attempting to strike up a conversation, yeah. versus if maybe the scenario was switched, where someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, do you know what your name means?" Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that I would think that that scenario is mansplaining. I would think that maybe that person, yeah, is trying to strike up a conversation very like probably very poorly, but you know th- that I don't know that that's the that's mansplaining either. I mean, I'm kind of like shooting down what you're telling yeah. me, but I it's I think it's I think it has to do with the whole interaction. Like it, you know, the two people, you know, like you said, what are their, you know, level, levels of intelligence? What is the interaction? Like is it a social interaction? Is it a business interaction? Is it like a student teacher interaction? Like what kind of interaction is it? How are the two people, you know, how is the person, the mansplainer for lack of, I guess, a better term, how is that person approaching the other person? And you're never going to be able to get in that person's head and understand like why they're saying those things. And they probably don't even know. Right. Cause we talk about this all the time. People have a little insight into really why they do things until they really sit down and think about it. Yeah. No, I saw. Yeah, I agree with you. I def, there are certain people out there, and we all know who they are. Like they'll just go up to people and they'll just keep talking condescendingly, and they, you know, they'll just just want to keep hearing their voice, right? Um, and everyone's trying to just get away from them the fastest way possible. I mean, and that that's another thing that came to mind is is the reason that women women feel they're getting mansplained disproportionately is it because they tolerate it? You know, what, that's so like, probably true. No, because yeah. like imagine some dude, you know, everyone knows the guy, you know, he, they just want to talk and talk and talk and make you feel like, you know, nothing. And right. And you, you, know, you just want to get away from them. It's like, oh, my God, this guy's continuing talking. <laughs> you know, and maybe they maybe they just look at women as being more agreeable and easy targets for their talking. 
So, uh, you I know, I now know. that you you're think? saying this, I can think of an example. Like, now that we've kind of talked and I'm thinking about the type of person we're talking about. Um, we, I was in an interaction. I'm trying to word this, word this carefully. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was at work and uh, a, uh, an individual male came up to me and was asking me about a procedure that I had done. And um, they were asking, well, where did you get in your procedure? What anatomical point did you get to? And my superior was sitting right next to me. And this person was not asking my, you know, my superior the questions who, you know, who is a male. He was asking me and just directly, you know, uh, shooting these questions at me. And eventually, you know, I was kind of answering, but like, you know, begrudgingly. And then eventually my superior sitting next to me just kind of told him off to kind of get lost. And that it wasn't he wasn't trying to explain something to me, but the interaction and the tone and the feeling that I got from that is what I think that you women get from someone who's mansplaining, someone who feels like they're superior and because they're superior, they can kind of make you feel inferior without actually saying anything that's offensive oh so he said i think he he was trying to make you feel like you you don't you don't know what you're doing he's trying to test yeah he's trying to test my knowledge of my own procedure without saying oh you don't know how to do the procedure gotcha yeah yeah Hmm. yeah so that's like i think that's the only time where i can really think and like i said i don't really hold on to stuff like that very often but that's the one time that i remember because my superior spoke up at that point right to defend you yeah hmm. that's interesting so yeah huh all right so one so i know i know i already threw in one twist here let's throw in another twist okay okay so I always think about, you know, whenever I'm having a discussion about anything, if maybe I'm getting the entire thing completely wrong, right? So, okay, so imagine this. What if women are not being over-explained to, but men are being under-explained to? What, okay, D- elaborate, please. Um, so, you know, so let's say people, you know, especially in, in our field, you know, pe- we're constantly being taught and teaching others. Right. Um, so is, is it the fact that, people just teach women more than men or maybe men are at the disadvantage because they're not learning as much in some in some in certain instances this is obviously in certain situations it's very we're trying to in a unique situation we're talking about so you're what you're saying is that women are offended by this because they don't need as much explaining to no i think in general they get i'm saying this is a hypothetical do they just get taught more because I felt like there were times in my training. I don't know if you, you – know, tell me if you agree with this. But I feel like the teacher would disproportionately teach to the to the women who are around us. Well, was and the teacher a male? Probably. I don't I – don't, <laughs> I, I just have like this general feeling. I don't um, – I, I don't remember an exact situation. Okay. Do, do you ever feel like you got more teaching time because you were a female? No, absolutely. Okay. No, I never Th- felt that way. This could also be just my own, you know, like – inferiority of people not wanting to teach me or something like that no I've never um I've never felt like I've gotten more teaching just because I was a woman I think I got more um more uh, no I can't say that I have honestly I've seen in college and in medical school um I think more attention more attention going to the male students honestly as far as teaching goes um but I can't really say that was really all that 
uh, noticeable to me for gotcha. the most part. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was actually, th- I wasn't sure if this was a real thing. That or was not a weird head. tangent though. I yeah. know. I just wanted to, I don't know. I just had this <laughs> feeling at some point in my training, I felt like that. I just wanted to see what Asha, you you're just like it. a sponge. You want to know everything. <laughs> so to you, I think any teaching is probably inadequate. <laughs> Fair enough. So we talked about those annoying talkers that are just kind of like targeting people and maybe they target easy targets and maybe women are more agreeable. So I think they I, might perceive women as easy targets, right. you know? Yeah. And I mean, obviously that in itself is, that's what I'm, that's, yeah. I think that's the biggest problem is that you're perceiving someone because they're a female as someone who would be an e- quote unquote easy target for this over explanation or for your energy that your masculine energy you need to get out kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that alone could be like the you know the crux of this whole thing, right? Um, so th- that leads us to the next step, though, in terms of what is the way like you, you're being mansplained to. How do you handle it? Like how, how do you how do you fight back? How, how what's your defense? You know where do you go? From I, so I, so this is an interesting question. I think about this right, especially because of um, the way you were introduced to mansplaining and how I would have handled that situation with you like I probably would have never been like oh you're a mansplaining that it's just not my nature but I think some women are very sensitive to their you know to and rightfully so I think you know they feel um like they have to prove themselves to some extent a little bit more so the way I don't know the way I would handle is probably very different from the way a lot of other women would handle it and I tend to take things easier as far as as far as this goes but I don't know. Maybe if someone was mansplaining it to me, I'd probably just ignore them. Honestly, <laughs> like it's not, it's not in my nature to be like, you know, shut the fuck up kind of thing. I'd probably just ignore them and be like, all right, listen to them halfway, but really not give them the attention that they think they deserve. Probably. Right. I mean, do, do, uh, if you were giving, let's say advice to your da- future daughter, let's yeah. say, would you tell her to stand up for herself in that situation? Or how, what do you tell her? No, I would totally tell her that she doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. So you don't need, I don't think, you know, if she feels like that person needs to be notified of their behavior and how they're being perceived, sure. Like, you know, you never want, you know, I don't want, I wouldn't want to assume anything about anyone, right? Like you don't want to assume that people are bad or have bad intentions. So you kind of say, oh, like, you know, I already know that information. Thank you for the information and move on. Like, you don't need to make a big deal about it because I think that validates, you know, any inappropriate behavior to begin with. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. You know, there's there's probably a line where people need to be called out if right. it gets to that point. Exactly. And you should just be like, you should be like, stop talking to me in that manner. Just don't talk to me in that tone. Stop being condescending. Um, I mean, and- I've definitely said that before, but it's not in like – you know, it's a, uh, I've definitely said that before, actually, to, to, to my patients, you know, like, oh, that's inappropriate. You can't speak to me that way. You know, I know, you know, I know what I'm doing kind of thing. But for the most part, like, I don't think you need to prove anything to anyone, you know, as long as you're confident in yourself. Yeah, I think, I think there's well, most of this time it's in this gray area where it's you know, not something that you could, it's not socially appropriate to really just like tell them off. Right. And I don't know. So a lot of times, you know, with, with this thing when people try to, you know, tell me what my name means, mm-hmm. um, you know, normally I'll let them speak it out and then I'll either kind of joke and flip it back on them and be like, oh, so what does your name mean? And of course they have some generic name that probably has no <laughs> meaning whatsoever. <laughs> and it's funny and everyone laughs. And like an- another way that another, some, sometimes like if, let's say it's not about my name, let's say it's about a topic, like, right. you know, 
that I have some level of knowledge on, like dry cereal. Right. You know, I just did a podcast <laughs> just on Just a it. little. <laughs> and they, you know, they start telling me about dry cereal. So normally I'll let them talk. I'll let them talk, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they're done talking, I'll start pimping them. Yeah. So I'll kind of see where their knowledge is. Do you ends. do this to me? No, I don't. Are I don't you think sure? I do. You think I do? I don't know. No. I mean, I'm trying to think if you've ever done that to me. No. So, like, I mean, the, but the reason I'm doing it is kind of, it's, there's a bunch of reasons. So, I want to know where the knowledge ends because maybe they actually are more knowledgeable about this topic than I am okay. and I have something to learn from them. Right. And if they're not, I mean, then, and they're really just being condescending jerks, like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take them to the end of their knowledge and I'll show them, you know, I obviously have, you know, who's your daddy? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably appropriate in different scenarios to do either one. I mean, uh, I don't know if I've ever had ever, I've ever felt the need to do that. To be honest with you, it's usually, I f- kind of feel like it's a waste of my time most of the times, but I'm, you know, I tend to be kind of brusque. Like I just want to kind of move on with things most of the time and won't drag a lot out unless you're my friends and we're having like a discussion like this. But if it's some random person, I probably won't drag out a conversation for no reason. Right. No, that's fair. I know we were talking about the whole, uh, you know, is mansplaining, you know, does it have to be a man and a woman, a woman and a man, a man and a man, woman, woman, who knows? Now, what's your feeling on that? Does it always have to be a man and a woman? Is that by the nature of the term? I think so. I mean, I don't think that. I think when a man is explaining something in a condescending manner to another man, it's not because he's a man. What? Actually, is it? I don't know. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, is it? Or I don't know if that's mansplaining. I think mansplaining is strictly a man to a female. I think there are other scenarios where you can feel like because of your sex, you might be su- superior and need to explain something or like not a mating dance, but kind of like a puffing of the chest type of situation. But I don't think that's mansplaining. Yeah. No, I, once you start getting to switching around sexes and everything then like that, you get a little bit of a, a dangerous yeah. territory in terms of the term. I think we're talking about bi- people who are bo- biologically born there, you know. Male or female. Okay. So I think we're, we're going to kind of, I think, hit the biggest question here. Is the term, I mean, this is really where what I was trying to get at, you know, in my whole, you know, looking into it. You know, is the term mansplaining, is it sexist in of it itself? Is the term sexist, meaning just using the word alone? I know you're, you're saying that the other person is, but maybe by using that term, does that make almost you a sexist or is it a sexist term? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's hard. It's, it's a, I don't use it very often. Because I, again, like I'm saying, you can't assume what someone else's motives are behind saying something, right? So just because they're a man and they're explaining something to you in a, in a manner that you find offensive, is their intent to do it because because of your gender? And there's an assumption there. So is it sexist? Maybe because you're assuming that they're doing it because of their sex. Yeah, th- that was that was... Yeah, I came to a very similar conclusion because when you're saying that someone is mansplaining to you, you're not just saying that they're explaining you something in a condescending way. You're saying they're they're, they're explaining something like a man does, and that's attributing, you know, this condescending behavior to men as a group, um, which I would definitely consider to be sexist. Sure. If that's your definition of it, then that is definitely sexist. I don't know if that's my definition of mansplaining. Like, I don't think it's you're explaining something to someone in a manner that a male traditionally would explain it. I think it's that you're explaining something to someone um, because you are 
you are explaining something to someone in a manner X, Y, and Z because you are a man. Not in the manner that a man would. Right. But I think just saying about the, the very definition that you that because saying you're doing it because you're a man is the same thing as is the same thing pretty much, right? You're doing it because you're a man or like a man would is the kind of the same thing. I think like a man would is uh is de- I think it's definitely sexist because you're you're assuming that there's a, a manner in all in you're assuming that there's a way in which all men explain something. And that's obviously not true. Um, but I guess, yeah, I guess by the on the other on the flip side of it, if you're assuming that someone is explaining something to you in a certain way because they're a man. I don't know. I think it's different. Yeah, I mean, one one thing that I hear kind of about, you know, it's not all men or like that, that also makes me really uneasy. Um, and I'll tell you why. So, you know, when, whenever, you know, a lot of things, when I've been listening to podcasts, you know, on this topic, I hear people saying over and over again, you know, about, let's say, normally there actually is a man and a woman who are on mm-hmm. the podcast explaining mm-hmm. this. And the woman will say, oh, but you're different. You understand not to mansplain. I'm glad I didn't say that to to you. (laughs) No, but, and I I think whenever someone says you're different than the group that you're in, that chills me to the bone. And, and so I'm going to, this is going to be a little extreme, but I'm just, I'm going to go for it. Just say it. So about 15 years ago, I met a guy. Um, his name his name was L- Lieutenant Birnbaum. Okay. Um, he was a lieutenant in the U- U.S. Army during World War II. Okay. You know, he was the one he he like liberated, liberated you know the concentration camps. Okay. And he and he became popular because towards the end of his life, he wrote a book about his experiences and experiences being a Jewish person in the U.S. Army during World War II. In Interesting. Particular. Okay. And. You know, and when, when I spoke to him, you know, like he obviously there was tons of horror shows and everything that was going on at that time he went through and everything like right. that. But there really was only two times like during our entire conversation that he really got emotional. And th- one of the times was, you know, he was like sitting, I guess, in the barracks with some other soldiers. And one of the soldiers made you know some anti-Semitic comment, you know, like, OK, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Um, and then the soldier subsequently looked at him and was like, oh, don't worry, Birnbaum, you're different than the other. Oh, one. you know, people have said that kind of stuff to me all the time, my whole life. Right. But, but, and no, but then, but get this, get this. And then after, you know, after, and then, then he, so he tells me the story and then he like looks at me like dead in the eye, like literally like tears almost like coming down his face. And he's like, whenever someone tells that to you, you know, you're looking at a true anti-Semite <laughs> because I mean, basically they're letting you know that they feel a certain way about the group that you're in, but they say, oh, you're different, meaning that's a real thought that they have. Right. Um, and I know this is an extreme, extreme example, um, and I don't want to, like, you know, over-dramatize this whole thing, but, you know, saying that, oh, this man is this man is different or that man is different, it, it, it really, it kind of, it, it, it was one of those things that really chill me. Well, I think the problem with that type of thinking is, is not that you're thinking about that person separately from the group, but it's the fact that you're thinking about the group as only one dimension like all being the same you know we don't assume you know we're in a time and age where we don't need to assume that all men have to act a certain way and all women have to act a certain way and all men and women have to think this way you know we can everyone can have multi-dimensions and multi-facets and can think you know in on different you know kind of like the way me and you speak to each other you know it's not like we have or 
I have a hard and fast opinion about everything. You know, it's kind of fluid and that's just how people are. I think it's easier to believe that all men are this way or that way, but it's, that's not true. And I think most people would recognize that. Don't you think? Right. I mean, what you're saying though is definition of not being a sexist, meaning that you don't, I don't say that all men do this or all any group or a majority of a group does a certain thing. Sure. I mean, and I honestly agree with that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the definition of not being sexist. So I don't know. But to sum all this up, though, would would you actually ever use the word mansplainer? Is this something you want to stay away from? Is this a freaking landmine? No, I mean, I think it's I never thought about until you brought it up. I never thought about it this seriously. And you were offended by it. And I had never met a man say that. Who I never met a man who had said, oh, that's an offensive term to me. Because I think most of the men that I know probably don't think about it that deeply either. Um, but it's, I don't think it's something I use very often if I saw it and it's, and I felt that, you know, if I saw an interaction and I felt like that was the vibe, sure. I might say it in passing, but I don't think it's, uh, it's something that I would use often. And may, I probably would think about it twice now, honestly. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It's, it's, I think this has definitely been an interesting discussion and I kind of want to, I want to end it with a quote. Okay. 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 Why am I ending this too early or I don't know. I mean, I could probably talk about this forever, but (laughs) I don't know if your listeners want to hear us just ramble on about it. Who knows? But (laughs) anyway, we could still talk about this. I just want to give a quote um, to kind of just the idea of using the term in general. You know, I think, I think you know how I feel, you know, about this term. I do think it's. I do think it treads, it passes that line of being sexist. Okay. Um, you know, just having that word man in it is like. Sure. It's a step, it's a step you know, step, step in the too far direction. you. Yeah. Um, so I just want to read a quote. This is by Rebecca Skolnick, um, you know, the author of Men Explain Things to Me. Um, and so, and this is her, this is her quote. So she actually didn't come up with the word. She just inspired it. And in, in the postscript of, her book she actually just writes about the term because it was published afterwards because i think it was originally men explained things to me i think was a, is a single essay okay. and then she had a book that was a compilation of her essays okay and so the, the book was actually published after um, i believe it was after the term was widely used so she actually made a makes a comment on the term okay and you know and this is what she says i think i think it's somewhat insightful so i have doubts about the word and don't use it much mu- and don't use it myself much it seems to me to go a little heavy on the idea that men are inherently flawed in this way rather than some men explain things they shouldn't and don't hear things they should yeah i to- i 100 completely agree with that for sure and i mean now that you brought it up i would think about it a lot more deeply before I ever thought to use it. Yeah. Now, I think this is this has been an interesting yeah, you know, discussion. Yeah. This do is the any, kind of stuff we talk about. Anything else? <laughs> anything else you want to we didn't touch on or what No, I mean, I think we like I said, I could probably talk about this forever and I could go in circles about it. I could go back and forth in my own head about it. And I think that's just the nature of like making sure that you're paying attention to the type of words that you use and how you speak to people and like it's probably good for all of us to think about things before we say them a little bit more. Yeah. And I don't know. I still, I still feel strongly about not to use the word. Um, Cause also I feel like it shuts down discussion. Like imagine if we, yeah, that's probably the point some of the time. Yeah, no, it's true. But like, if you want to have a good, you know, logical, you know, discussion with someone, you, you, you say, Oh, you're mansplaining. I mean, there's nowhere to go from there. It's like, I can't, <laughs> exactly. like, well, we, I'm, I'm going to start explaining that. 
<laughs> I'm trying to explain why I'm not mansplaining now. <laughs> yeah, you're just stuck. Uh, yeah, but. no, I agree. I think it's probably something that is overused and in this age of like social media and it being very easy to put, you know, any type of words out there. It's probably, you know, definitely overused. Yeah. All right. I liked it. This was cool, Asher. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's yeah, no, great. I enjoyed this. This is like, for everyone out there, this is how me and Asher speak to each other on a regular basis. Yeah, no, I hope we can do this again sometime. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.